Hello everyone, my name is Omar Farah and welcome to episode 8 of The Orange Table. I want to be straight with you guys before we get into today's show. This episode contains descriptions and first-hand accounts of racial violence and forms of physical violence. So if that's not something you're up to at the moment, we have lots of other content from The Daily Princetonian on Spotify, on Apple Music. Maybe click over to one of those for the moment. Today we want to get to a really important story. A story you think you probably already know. I want to take you guys back to lawn parties. Yes, Sunday, October 3rd, a long time at this point. The day was a fun and chaotic one for many of us. You'll remember then really crowds during the ASAP for a concert, but few really grasp what happened at the front near that barricade. That day, some of our fellow classmates, a group of black women, suffered immense physical and emotional harm in the front of that crowd. Crying, screaming, and waving for help They say no one was responsive to their pleas. If there was ever a microcosm of America's treatment and frankly Princeton's treatment of black women, we believe this is it. Here are Nika and Toru of the class of 2024, and of course, my incredible co-host, Aisha Balogun. Um, Hi, I'm Nika. I'm a sophomore and I'm majoring in sociology. Hi, I'm Toru. I'm also a sophomore and I'm going to major in psychology. Awesome. Right. And we're here, Aisha and I, yes. as always, here we are. on the orange table, I think episode eight. Mm, that's crazy. crazy. Huh? Episode two of season two, Episode I two of season two, but... <laughs> um, and we're here today to talk about lawn parties. And I know it's been a while since that event, mm-hmm. but I think there are a lot of people on campus who experienced that day um, in a very different way than as we're going to talk about it here. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really important for people to understand what happened at the front of that crowd mm-hmm. um, because I think that like the dynamics that came into play there are ones that we deal with every day on this campus. Yeah. So awesome. it's an important moment to kind of reflect on how like institutionally and individually we're responding to kind of the racism and sexism that comes into play and how we interact. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why we thought it was important to to focus on this today, but let's kind of zoom back in time and go to that Sunday. It would have been all, all four of us were at the concert during lawn parties. But can we kind of start at the beginning? Uh, what were both of your expectations and kind of moods going into the day before anything happened? Um, well, our group of friends was really excited because even though we're sophomores, we didn't come less year so there we hadn't had a lawn party experience except for the Jason Derulo video so we were really (laughs) excited about that and so we had like a game plan of like we're gonna get breakfast and we're gonna go get our wristbands and then we're gonna show up to the concert like an hour early so we did we showed up early there was no one else there so we got to the front of the line we were all pretty excited and like happy to be there yeah, I think, especially because even earlier that semester, like, we had gone to Maid, so we were still very much, like, in a kind of, like, music festival kind of feeling, like, yeah, we're going to get to the front, yeah, we're going to, like, I don't know, like, party the hardiest, hardest, <laughs> and all of that. Um, so, yeah, when we were there, just kind of, like, making sure we had enough space, being, like, you know, like, make sure that you, like, maintain the space you have, like, everyone's going to come resuming it. Right. Like, it's it's good to kind of, like, get comfortable now. Mm-hmm. Um obviously like when people start coming in it starts getting a bit more squishy kind of like okay that flopped but like we're still here like we still made it to the front we're still gonna like see ASAP Ferg you know close up so yeah we were pretty excited Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if I remember correctly like 
the crowd formed and there were like almost immediately issues with like the barricade, <laughs> which yeah. was not secured. <laughs> and like at what point did you guys see like the security officers and just like the crowd in general realize that like the barricade wasn't supported? Um, for me, it was like in like towards the beginning of Jay Paris's performance, like oh, okay. it started to like give way a little bit, like to lean, and the at first it was just a little bit, but then it was like a lot, like it was about to like fall all the way over. So the security guards came and they like put their backs against the stage, the stage and their feet up against the fence, like hold mm-hmm. it forward to like mm-hmm. keep us from all falling. And it's weird because no one, like we noticed because we were in danger, but like the people behind us were just like chilling. They, they didn't notice what was going on at the front. Yeah, like honestly, I so I had started off at the front and then when people started kind of moving in, I had ended up being back about like four-ish rows. Mm. Um, and I hadn't realized exactly what was going on. I just heard like my friends kind of being like, guys, like you need to move back. Um, you know, like not just because like we need space, but actually because like the like the fence was leaning forward and it was like mm-hmm. catching people's feet like catching mm-hmm. people's feet underneath it when it was leaning back again um so there was a lot of like i don't know you could see that there was a sense of distress beyond just like annoyance of like people moving mm-hmm. forward on them so i guess like yeah it was it was kind of difficult to convey that to the people around me be, like without seeming like I'm just like oh well, this is my friends like don't lean on my friends mm-hmm. so it was kind of stressful in terms of that absolutely and I remember there was a certain point when the pushing and like the barricade not being secured like <laughs> culminated to uh, I think a representative from PSAFE coming up on stage and like particularly pointing out like a group of mm. very drunk men mm-hmm. what is kind of the makeup of people around you and like what kind of groups were kind of in or around your space at the beginning in the very beginning it was uh, just like our friend group like black students black girls and guys and it was like we were just the only people there because we got there so early but as other people started piling in there were upperclassmen more white males big and drunk and rowdy, not really paying attention to what they were doing to other people. Yeah, I personally didn't see it, but I know Sydney, who was supposed to be here today, um, she actually said that when she got a further look out, she had actually seen, like, you know, obviously there are people who are right behind the people in the front Mm -hmm. who are kind of pushing forward a bit, but there was actually a very specific group of kind of, like, Mm -hmm. white boys kind of being rowdy that were kind of... that had the momentum of that push... Um, and like the fact that like you know the PSAFE officers had actually noticed like yeah that like once you take a look step back like you can see who is mm-hmm. causing this distress or causing mm-hmm. this movement in the crowd and it's not just like the, it's not just like the crowd just normally and naturally just moving right. but it's actually there's there's a specific cause um, so when I heard that I was actually really shocked I was like okay so why wasn't this addressed immediately because clearly it seems like there's a cause and effect and you can just literally go in there like earlier in the like before the show really kind of started there was a girl who was quite distressed and she needed to get out Mm -hmm. so actually one of the officers came into the crowd to take her out and that's why I thought everything's cool like that's great Mm -hmm. they're clearly gonna like there are people who are willing to like come into the crowd and take us out Mm -hmm. if if necessary Mm -hmm. you know like even the officers don't think that's too like too much of a big deal so I'm thinking like of course if you're willing to do that for one person how can you not go into the crowd to stop a bunch of boys 
um, you know, from being rowdy. And apparently some people, like, you know, there are some staff members that did, but in a really jokey way, kind of like, oh, come on, guys. Like, right. please stop. I'm like, that's... Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily respecting the severity of the situation. Like, people are actually being injured. People are being cut by these fences mm-hmm. because of the damage that they're doing from so far back. Like, something needs to actually be done a bit more, I don't know, severely, I guess. Yeah, I think the reaction that we got from people when we told them, like, how it was up front was that, well, you, if you knew you were going to, like, have to be in the heat, you shouldn't have gone to the front. And, like, I don't know, like we Tilly said, we went to Made in America, which was so much bigger, right. and none of us came out of that injured. So yeah, it it's was not fun. about being at a music yeah. festival. Yeah. It's about crowd control and, like, being a decent human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I think the fences contributed a lot to the distress of the situation because... You know, being pushed up against a fence isn't fun in and of itself. But knowing that the fence is actually not stable, Mm -hmm. knowing that even if it doesn't collapse, it's already going to harm people just by cutting them, just by crushing their feet. Mm -hmm. And knowing that the people behind you really do not care about the things you're saying. And if you fall, you just you feel like likely you're going to be trampled. Like no Mm -hmm. one's going to stop and like make sure that you're okay. Or even if one person does, it's not going to be enough to control the whole crowd. So that's gonna that just really contributed to just the high stakes that of that like of the music festival like of lawn parties and things like that obviously don't necessarily happen at bigger music festivals and I guess that's what really um took me aback because I'm thinking like you know what as much as I didn't even expect it to look like a music festival like this obviously it's my first lawn parties and I was actually really pleasantly surprised I was like right. okay like this looks like a normal thing like I think people would have outside <clears throat> Um, but I was thinking this is still like a Princeton University sponsored event. You know, they're still responsible for the things that happen here today. So clearly everything must be planned correctly. And, you know, they have they have game plans. They're going to act accordingly in certain mm-hmm. situations. And I really wasn't seeing that. Um, so I guess that was just something that was really disappointing and worrying, both at the time and in retrospect. Mm-hmm. And clarifying question for you, Nika. You said people were saying... Like, if you knew you were going to be at the front of the crowd and, like, it was going to be hot, like, you shouldn't have gone up there? Is that... Yeah, I'm... I know the... um, They published an article about it and my name was used in it. Mm -hmm. And in response, people were like, well, that's what happens at music festivals. Like, you get in the front, people are rowdy, people are moshing. Um, I think some guy posted on a story, like, so what? Mm -hmm. And it was just like... I saw. (laughs) I saw that. It's just like, you... No one... Was, you can't ex- describe like how scary that was. Like mm-hmm. our lives were in the hands of like four officers, just like putting their feet up against the fence. And at one point, one guy said, "We should just let go." And like in that moment, like I was just like, "I, I could die." Like when the when if they let go and this thing falls and everyone comes trampling over us to get to the front to get to ASAP Burger, or whatever. Like mm-hmm. we're not gonna be okay. And there's like that's not a so what moment. It's not absolutely not. And it's just it's amazing to me how many people on this campus do not have a conscience Mm -hmm. um and the idea that uh so what and I don't I don't know if it's like just a lack of willing to understand or just a lack of like empathy sympathy but it's 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 amazing how people like honestly do not care about other individuals on this campus and like their well-being and just like how it could have been anyone in that situation and it's the fact that they could say so what when people were literally being injured and like, like Nika, I understand like, did you faint? Is that what I? 
It did. Um, I fainted. I have I had bruising all over my ribs and my stomach. Like I was struggled to breathe for the f- a few days after that. They took me to the ambulance, and then after I got out the ambulance, I had like a severe panic attack, like on the mm-hmm. side of the road, and I was just like on the sidewalk, like screaming and crying, and my friends were trying to comfort me. And there were actually admin around who were just, like, looking at me. Mm-hmm. And so just, like, the whole situation felt like no one cared at all. Like, when we were in danger, when we were out of danger asking for help, like, no one no one cared. Yeah, like, honestly, mm-hmm. the planning as well was really, again, shocking. Like, um, you know, we're not allowed to take, we weren't allowed to take, you know, containers, drinks mm-hmm. in with us. But that meant that they didn't have any water stations at all. So when, you know, Nika was, like, we were just going to, like, let's get her some water, let's get her to calm down. Um, one of our friends, she literally had to run all the way to... Um, where did she go to? I don't know whether it was, like... Campus club or something. Campus club or something mm-hmm. like that. She just had to go, like, everywhere on the street to find, like, just some water, which I'm just thinking, like, this is a this is a music festival, mm-hmm. essentially. Right. You know, like, that's what it yeah. looks like, so that's what it is. Of course, you're going to have people who get overwhelmed. Like, even, like, even if it wasn't as bad as it was, <laughs> right. just in general, you're going to have people who are overwhelmed by crowds. You're going to have people who get overheated. You know, you're going to have people who need water. And if you're not letting people take that in for understandable reasons, then you have to just kind of, like, act accordingly and have planning to make sure that you can respond to certain situations. Yeah, and even, like, when she found it and when she brought it back, they, like, wouldn't let her bring it in. And she was, like, my friend's, like, on the ground, like, having a panic attack, and they're, like, we can't let you bring that in. She had to pour it out. And then, like, I found out later that they had, like, a stash of water, like, behind stage. And, like, my other friend who had an issue, she knew, like the admin person and they came over to her and they were like oh we'll bring you some of our water and I just think that that should be something that you should care about all students whether you know Mm -hmm. them or not absolutely 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 and I want us to focus in on like responsibility both on the part of the institution and also on the part of like Aisha said all the other individuals who could have provided a hand but like I do want to just take a few steps back and kind of let people into the extremity of what occurred. Because I think when you explain, Nika, like the extent of like the injuries and the extent of like the physical toll and like a mental and emotional toll that it took on you, like I, do, I think that most people don't understand how intense that experience was for so many of you. So like what else is happening in this moment and in this time between kind of the barricade being compromised and the crowds pushing until um, you guys end up actually leaving. What else is happening at that point? Um, so there were like four, I guess they had the word staff on the show, I guess they were like security guards and they, like they were holding up the barricade. But um, at one point, like a girl had like cut herself and she was bleeding. And, um, you know, she was she was Caucasian and they immediately called the medical staff to come over and like go through the crowd and like get her like patched up and everything. But then when we were asking them for help, like we were crying and we were like, we were screaming in their faces and they were just like staring us in our eyes. And at one point, like Toru had like fainted, like she was in my arms and I was holding her. And I was like, please, can you help me get her out? Please, like begging it with him. He just like stared at me and said, there's nothing I can do. And then a few seconds later, another white girl came to the front and was like, hey, I, I don't feel good. I need to get out. And they immediately, like, everyone move out the way. And they carried her over the barricade. Meanwhile, like, I'm holding Toru in my hands unconscious. And it just, like, was blaringly obvious that there were, like, racial undertones to that situation. Mm -hmm. And, like, um, like, just being one that I had just kind of, I was just fading in and out. 
because of the stress of the situation, like I've I just needed to get out because I just realized like this isn't this isn't the crowd that I thought that I was gonna be mm-hmm. in, and I knew there was no way backwards. I was like, okay, I have to go forward. And at first, I wasn't stressed. Um, I was just kind of like, okay, I think it's time for me to leave. I'm gonna go study or something right. because this is not, <laughs> not it. Else, you know, yeah. like. Um, and then when I realized that these guys weren't going to help me, then I started to freak out because I get, I'm, I'm very claustrophobic and my claustrophobia has to do with like, I need, I need the control, the ability to get out of situations oh. I want to get out of. And how are you a staff member and you're not going to help me with that? Mm-hmm. So I start freaking out and that's when I start fitting in and out because I'm just staring them in the face and they're staring right back at me. Um, so it's not even until one of my other friends, like one of my guy friends, he actually starts carrying me up because he's like, nah, she's getting out of here. Mm-hmm. That not even the guy who's right opposite me, but actually a guy further down, one of the staff members further down, who was black, started to, you know, help me in terms of, I mean, I'm not going to just fall over the other side of the fence. Somebody needs to come and catch me from the other side. Mm -hmm. And then they just, like, let me lie on the ground for a bit. I get up and I just ask them what the exit is. Like, you know, there was no follow-up. There was no, are you okay? (laughs) You know? And it was just... Honestly, I was already shook by the situation. I didn't even really have time to think about, wow, these guys really just do not care. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the amount of times I, like, in retrospect, I've compared it to the girl that they literally came, like, the Caucasian girl they came into the crowd for to take her out near the beginning, where I that made me feel like I was safe because I right. saw that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then hearing that multiple, because, you know, okay, the front of the, like, the front of the, I'm sure for anyone would have just been a ridiculously scary experience. It happened to be that there are a bunch of black people at the front. So you're just hearing that a bunch of black girls especially are crying, um, getting, you know, stressed out by the crowd, needing help, not receiving it. And this is happening. Honestly, with terrible imagery, but like dropping like flies, you know, Mm -hmm. like multiple girls are like coming to the, like coming to the exit, crying, like we're all just trying to comfort each other. And I'm just thinking, like, why doesn't anybody... Like, yeah. first of all, why is this still going on? Why is the show going on? Mm-hmm. Like, when mm-hmm. I got carried over the fence and it wasn't even ASAP Ferg, I was really upset. <laughs> like, it's not yeah, even ASAP Ferg. Was, like, you know, it's... it's. Um, I forgot. The, the, the student... Jay Paris. Yeah, Jay Paris, right. And I'm thinking, if I was a student performing and I saw a student get carried mm-hmm. over the fence, mm-hmm. I would, like, as nervous or as important as this... Thing was to me i would at least make sure yeah. that you know is everything okay yeah like, he actually I, like, told them to go harder like yeah. yeah and we were in the front crying in his face and he was like go crazy i just i don't know i i that was really shocking to me i don't know whether there were specific you know rules or anything that like you know stopped him from doing that but i was just kind of like you're a student like me like we go absolutely we are part of the same institution you are not like we go to the same places we like I have as much responsibility to you as you do to me. And I wasn't really feeling that in any, like, you know, you're not, you know, the moment he's on that stage, I just felt like, oh, is this like something different? Like, is this like an actual concert? Is this not a Princeton mm-hmm. event? I sort of just kind of question, like, maybe my expectations mm-hmm. for this event are very, very skewed. Mm-hmm. But I think the expectation that you're going to, like, as a human being, mm-hmm. being respected, like that always has to be upheld. And there are even like legal obligations that the university and others have to provide a safe event. So like I have to tell you that like Nikki and Tor, like going through your experiences, like I I thought that I had more insight than the average person because I am close to people around you and they've kind of explained what happened, mm-hmm. but like I'm genuinely shell shocked by mm-hmm 
the extent of this and the way in which, like, like what does that say about the overarching culture? Like, I go back to what I was just saying. Like, if we're in a space where, like, people having a rowdy time at an ASAP for a concert, like, clouds their ability to see, mm-hmm. like, the humanity and the people around them, like, where are we at? And even, like, just Princeton and the people that they... I don't know, the people that they hire, the people that they staff, just the institution, mm-hmm. I feel like they're constantly telling us, like, oh, like, we care about you. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, we, we're supporting you. And then, like, you feeling like you were safe because you saw them, like, go and, like, try and, like, help that girl before you. And then when you're, like, asking for help and, like, you're crying mm-hmm. and you're, like, mm-hmm. fainting and you're struggling, they just look you dead in your face and say, like, simply, we don't care. Yeah. And it's, like, how can you at this institution, like, tell me, like consistently, like, oh, we care about you. Oh, like we're looking out for you, mm-hmm. even as like black students or black women. And then in practice, it you never see it. You never see it. Yeah. yeah. I know on the information email they sent out beforehand, they were like, if you see anything dangerous or you feel unsafe, like call it out and like we'll we'll help. And we were in their faces screaming, crying, everything to get their attention and we're calling out and like there's no response. Mm-hmm. And like at first I thought there was no admin present. But then when I got over and I got out, they're all just like standing yeah. outside of this, like not paying attention to all the girls that are like coming past them crying. Wow. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I'm speechless. Yeah. But and then there's like the subsequent gaslighting then. Mm-hmm. I think like the comments you're talking about earlier, Nika, like these mm-hmm. Questions of like, oh, like that's what you're getting yourself into by going to the front of the crowd. But mm-hmm. as you so clearly laid out, like there was a different safety net available mm-hmm. to people with white skin. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think I think that like that stark difference in treatment is is something to hold on to when people within the Princeton community will try to claim that like there aren't. Mm-hmm. issues of of racism there aren't issues of um like blatant differentials in treatment from this administration because i think like even even some of the conversations that aisha and i have had to try to have on this show have been met with like this criticism of mm-hmm. i guess like exaggerating or like mm-hmm. focusing too heavily on race like even like the political conversations in our country now about like mm-hmm. critical race theory. Like everyone is attempting to like there's no better term than gaslight, like the black community into thinking that the emphasis that we put on race in our conversations is not warranted. But I just think it's like experiences like this that ground us in the fact that like we're still we're still at that place, even here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people have tried to say it wasn't about race, but when you look at when it started, there were a group of several black people in the front, and then towards the middle, they were surrounded by people of Caucasian skin tone. And then towards the end, we had, like, most of us were gone because we had to be carried out of the audience, and then they filled our spaces. And you see the white people that do need help being taken out easily, and the black people are having to, like, help each other out. And at one point, like, our friends, our male friends have to be like, hey, like, leave the, like, don't touch them yeah. to the people behind us. And they were getting threatened, like, we'll beat you the fuck up if you, like, don't let us pass. And like they like they have to try to protect us rather than people who are there to protect us. And I know one a couple of our friends like they were actually like sexually assaulted by the the staff at the front who were supposed to be protecting us. So they're not only not there to protect us, they're also causing us harm. It's just very intense. And I know thought experiments like this aren't always a great argument. But honestly, thinking if that group of boys who are really rowdy pushing were a group of black boys 
Mm-hmm. Just thinking oh, about that already yeah. changes. The t- and if, you know, if we just switch it off, like, you know, absolutely. white girls crying at the front, mm. in distress, yeah. in mm-hmm. pain, in danger. Yes. And a bunch of black boys doing it, whatever they want, having fun, being drunk, and yeah. pushing a mm-hmm. crowd that's causing that to happen. It would be a very, I just, a very different response. Yeah, because quite clearly, like, the outcome of that thought experiment is that if there were white women crying in the front and pleading for help the way that you guys were, that concert would not have continued. Mm -hmm. And if it was black boys in the middle of that crowd Mm -hmm. being rowdy, they would have been ripped out of that crowd Mm -hmm. immediately. immediately, And they also would have been, I think, by the university, punished Mm -hmm. to a much Mm -hmm. greater extent than the people who Mm -hmm. um, the university did take. Uh, disciplinary action against. Mm-hmm. A group of us actually sat with the ad, uh, Otis admin, and we sat there for a couple hours, like telling him like our experiences. Mm-hmm. And he um he mostly said it was like a faulty barricade that they'll go check into it, and that he would like keep us posted, and that he was deeply sorry about it. And uh, I haven't heard back from him. I haven't heard any oh, really? posts. <laughs> and so I mean, it's like. Like more gaslighting, like oh, like we'll we'll fix it. It's not gonna happen, and we care about you, and they just want us to like forget about it and stop talking about it. And I know like Tori said our friend Sydney was supposed to be here today, but uh, she was just like it's, it's like it's too it's too traumatic, which is true. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know we go through traumas, and we're just like it's too traumatic to talk about. And they that's what they're expecting from us. They want us yeah. to just like, oh, they'll get over it because like they don't they're not gonna want to keep talking about it. But um, I don't want this to happen to anybody else. Like it could have been a lot worse. Which is why, like, I think we need to keep talking about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And the fact um, that, um, sorry. No, you go, Aish. The yeah. fact that, like, they allowed ASAP Ferg to go on, mm-hmm. yeah. even after all of that, yeah. is, like, insane. And I think, um, I think even, like, we were talking earlier about, like, when they brought, when they, like, Lauren came out, like, the, yeah. I think she's an officer with the class of 24, mm-hmm. and she was trying to get the crowd under control, and I don't, I don't understand why. They like let a student go out there yeah, and try and like do crowd control. Yeah, it was all. I think it was an awful decision mm-hmm. on their part to send a student one to face so many other yeah. students who clearly don't care about other students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So you know that's already an issue, mm-hmm. and to shout at a crowd, like you know, like on it, like just sending her out there as if I don't even know. I just thought mm-hmm. it was a really, really, really bad yeah. choice, especially when there were people of, mm-hmm. like, staff authority. of authority yeah. who were there. Yeah. Yeah. We tried to justify it when we asked him about it. He was like, oh, we want to, like, give you guys as much, like, autonomy in your student. Mm-hmm. Like, you elected no. them. And it's just like, yeah, but right now, like, people are hurting, and yeah. you're, in, you're a bigger adult who has more power. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy because, like, the one tool they had to protect students was to actually, like, cut the concert or in some way, like, mm-hmm. stop, stop the concert, yeah, yeah. actually move in and, like, get you guys the help that you needed. But instead, like, the fact that their intuitive response was to put another student <laughs> in a harm's way in a different yeah. way, I think, speaks volumes. Because, I mean, she she was not equipped with the tools to get that crowd under control. If, if the piece of... <laughs> Like, officers weren't able to do it if, like, mm-hmm. all of the Otis staff who are quite literally paid to put on events like this weren't able to do it. Like, I don't know. It just it, I think it speaks to, like, their capacity to put, to continue to put students in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that did, really didn't sit right with me. I think, mm-hmm. I think um, like, she she did an incredible job in, mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of being put in a situation like that. I don't, I don't know how any of us would have 
handle that. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone out there, honestly. I would no. have find someone else. <laughs> like, no, it's not going to be me. I'm not about to chat with these people. Yeah. Absolutely not. Honestly, and it just got embarrassing. I heard ASAP Ferg oh. even asking Princeton students to move back, and I just thought, is this, is this it? Yeah. Like, is this what it is? Like, now our headliner, who is literally someone who does concerts all the time, mm-hmm. has to ask a bunch, right. a whole crowd of Princeton students to move back, and it's not working. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that, oh, you know, if you guys don't let me, like, if you don't move back, they're not going to let me continue the mm-hmm. show. Like, mm-hmm. that is just, like, there's clearly a problem here with conduct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, precisely. And I think that it is one that has extended outside of long parties, just in terms mm-hmm. of even lines for eating clubs and so forth. Yeah. Like, there's a just a certain level of, like people not understanding the gravity of crowds. Like mm. the, <laughs> when you're in a massive group like that and people are out of control and people are pushing, mm. the, like Nika said, like the moment someone falls to the ground and people are advancing forward, like that is a risk to someone's life. Mm-hmm. And the university, I think, going forward has an obligation to make sure that students aren't in that situation so often. But like I want to rest on that point for a second of what the university needs to do because I think... Like, this is a good forum to call on the university in, like, a specific way to address this. And I think, like, what I would not want to see is them, and, like, for our listening audience, like, I'm using air quotes. I don't, I don't want them <laughs> to go and, like, take this into consideration mm-hmm. as they plan for the next lawn parties. Because I don't, mm-hmm. like, I don't trust, quite frankly, we don't have a reason to trust them enough to actually yeah. do that. So, like, I, I think that they need to preemptively release a plan mm-hmm. that like s- states how they're going to be more ready and capable of protecting students mm-hmm. next time around. Definitely. Well, I was definitely saying when we went and had that conversation after one party with the dean, you know, I was saying that we speak up. Princeton is great for the way that they talk about, you know, you can drink on campus. Don't be afraid to drink on campus because don't be afraid to tell someone you drink on campus because if you overdo it, like, you know, you need to get, you know, medical help mm-hmm. and support. And I thought, like, wow, that's a really great thing. Like, I wasn't expecting that when I came here. Um, but they have nothing on, or at least when, like, when we're like, when we have our RCAs and we're talking to the Z group, there's nothing on like conduct mm-hmm. and what kind of repercussions there are. Like, yes, you can be drunk on campus. That doesn't mean you can do whatever you want, and that goes beyond just, right. mm. you know, you know, bad behavior. This actually is like your actual conduct when intoxicated. Mm-hmm. There are certain things mm-hmm. that you should not be doing. And that you should know that there will be consequences if you do it and yeah. continue to do it. Because it is always kind of like, it may not be the same people, but it's the same kind of group. Like, it's all, you know, it's always like, the, in, from what I've seen, it's always like the tall white boys, you know, the ones who kind of control the crowd, the ones who are kind of mm. take up the space in the room. And it's, you know, fine. You can, like, people can have a good time without acting mm-hmm. like that. So, Absolutely. Like, Definitely. you know, like, it's not it's not that hard to be drunk and to not yeah. push someone. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, really I, not difficult. And I hate that defense. I hate when people come back to this kind of conduct and say, like, people are just having fun. Like, mm-hmm. you need to lighten up. Like, I have seen people have a lot of fun. And that has never involved yeah. harming yeah. other people. Although, yeah. <laughs> like, you if know. that's your version of fun, then... There might be some reevaluation. Yeah. Like if you're really so far gone that you don't know when you're harming right. other people, then you need to drink less. Like yeah. it's really that simple. Right. You know that can't be the level at which <clears throat> where you're not aware of the people around you can't be the threshold for your fun. Like there mm-hmm. has to be something else. And I think Princeton doesn't have anything in place 
or doesn't have anything concrete in place to actually communicate this idea that we're not act- that they shouldn't be tolerant of behaviors like this mm-hmm. in any circumstance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right even to the point of like people kind of gaslighting you guys in the in the so what sense is like again with like people kind of producing the the problem like people who are meant to be there to help you did mm-hmm. not help you mm-hmm. and like like you said you've been to like made in america like i've been to a couple music festivals as well and there's always like water for people at the barricade there's always people mm-hmm. staff ready to like literally lift you up and bring you over and i've seen that happen like many times and the fact that like the in like people there like kind of representing princeton as an institution who are supposed to be there like staff to help you administrators there to help you everyone there to help you in case even the students themselves are not looking out for you, mm-hmm. also weren't looking out for you and did not care for your well-being is just nuts, honestly. <clears throat> it's just extremely disappointing, but mm-hmm. can we even say it's, like, all that surprising considering our experiences here at Princeton mm-hmm. as, like, right. black people, black mm-hmm. women. It's unfortunate, to say the least. Yeah, but at what point do we as a community move to, like, disappointing to like it's unacceptable because I think I like (laughs) I really want to see I think I want to also be a part of like moving to a space where like we are organizing and like articulating our feelings with demands Mm -hmm. because I think that like the black community like we are very conversational and like (laughs) we talk with ourselves often about all of these things and like Mm -hmm the dynamics and the problems but I think that we need to become slightly better at like expressing those demands in formal ways to the university I know that they're not the most receptive all the time but like there is a there's a long history of like activism from black students Mm -hmm. like all the way back to I mean way before the BGL but like in most recent years like actually even occupying the office of the president of the mm-hmm. university. Like, we've gone to those lengths before when we feel like we aren't, when we're being dehumanized by the institution. I feel like, like I'm interested to see us as a community move in, like, take those risks more often to make sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we shouldn't have to, of course. Yeah. But, like, we are in that place. Um, I guess for me, I just, like, want to say that, like, this problem's not going away, so, like, us talking about it is not going to go away. Like, people ask me, like, are you afraid? Like, I, I talked about it in the article. I'm coming on this podcast, and I'm going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Am I afraid of the backlash? And maybe a little bit, but I was more afraid for my life that day. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just going to keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, it's definitely from my eyes um, to kind of... It's, cre- it's made me have a bit more expectations of Princeton. Mm-hmm. This is actually what I want to see when I hear that you're doing something or when, mm-hmm. when you have something that you're specifically responsible for. I want to see that I'm actually valued as a student here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I've flown all the way over here. My parents are not accessible to me at all. Like, I need to mm-hmm. know that actually I'm being cared about and I'm not going to compromise on that and I'm not going to act like it's okay mm-hmm. that, you know there are times where someone who looks like me may not be, you know, taken care of, may not be supported in the way that one should. Yeah. That's definitely, like, a feeling of just not being protected or safe, like, even after that. Like, 
if I've been in trouble, I, I don't call PSA. If I call like my right. my black friends who were the ones who lifted me over the barricade and who were the ones who sat with me while I had the panic attack outside of the outside of the concert, because like you see, who cares about you, and it's not the university. Yeah, I think that there's also we I talk about the role that we have as a community to advocate for ourselves, but I think there's also a lot of work and reflection to be done by all of those students many of whom we know who were yeah. around you guys and were capable of helping or even if they weren't proximate to you, they could have taken a step back. Like everyone had a part to play mm-hmm. in what happened that day. And I think that this is a really important moment for people to realize that their experience of that event and so many events on Princeton's campus is skewed by their identity and maybe think a little bit more about the way you're engaging with those around you mm-hmm. and we can hopefully get get to a better place but there's also going to have to be an institutional response to this I mean that that I can say very clearly it's like it's not a question of if the university wants to respond to this and wants to do better next time it's it's a necessity yeah. and and we're going to demand as such absolutely but yeah I really really appreciate it both of you coming here and talking. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it was incredible. This episode was written and recorded by Omar Farah and Aisha Balogun. Sound engineered by Moses Abrahamson and Christian Owusu and produced under the 145th Managing Board of the Daily Princetonian. Please be kind and have a nice day.